Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Norfield Podcast, where faith, family, and culture all collide with a biblical worldview. Your host for the Northfield Podcast is me, Caleb Gordon. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to be a part of this broadcast today. Sit back and relax, and let's dive in together. Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Northfield Podcast. I am your host, Caleb Gordon. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to listen to the broadcast today. All right, so I want to get right into the program today, and on today.com from the Today Show, uh, there's an article that says, Pastor apologizes for making girls wear one-piece swimsuits in a viral post. I've seen several people post this article online, so I felt that I needed to address this since I am a pastor, and I think it's important that we comment on cultural issues. Uh, This youth pastor's name is Bryce Brewer, and as I read through it, I wanted to be like, okay, this is something that probably needs to be addressed. And the more I read, the more I could not agree with it. Um, I just, uh, so I want to, I'm going to do a biblical rebuttal because I just don't think this is a biblical mindset to have um, at all throughout this post. This is an unbiblical worldview um, to have in, in the hopes of being woke. Uh, This is, this is a, a woke mentality and and we'll we'll unpack that. I want to be as respectful as possible. I do not want to be disrespectful. I want to be completely uh, authentic, but I also want to be true to the text. So I'm going to read through this guy's post, and from a biblical worldview, I want to explain why I think he is wrong. So here we go. Uh, first part of the article, he says, I need to issue an apology. I'm going to use some humor here. So I use humor a lot, so I, I can appreciate that. I've been a youth pastor on and off for the past 20 years, and I have issued the ridiculous ultimatums to my female students at summer camp uh, to wear one-piece swimsuits only. First of all, I'm sorry. So, this is his opening statement. Here's why he's sorry. Number one, I'm sorry that I didn't teach my boys to control themselves. Well, number one. Yes, you should control yourselves, men. You're called by God to act like a man. 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13 to 14, it tells you to act like a man. In fact, the text says, be watchful, stand firm in the faith, and act like men. Be strong and let all you do be done in love. So, um, I, I'm, I'm a little mystified as to if you're doing your job as a student pastor, um, you should be teaching this as a as a regular occurrence, but I look at the the way youth ministry is done in the in the culture today, and a bulk of it's just game playing. So um, maybe he's owning that that he didn't teach his boys to act like men. So number one, you you should be doing that. This is a given. We should be teaching our young men to be biblically minded and to look at women as daughters of God, not some object. So if this guy is repenting for that, then good on him, I guess. Uh, but here's here's where I see the article as a whole. It's not putting the onus on the sin nature. Here's the thing. God created men and created women the way they look, the way with, with the appropriate appendages and tissues that they have for um, his glory, ultimately. Um, and, but here's the thing. Sin enters into the equation and fractures everything. So everything changes when sin entered the equation. 
And so what he's not doing throughout this article is he is not putting the onus of the issue on our sin nature. Rather, uh, you're going to see where he's just saying, well, we just need to, you know, a woman's got breasts, so we just let her need to let her do whatever she wants, pretty much, is what the article is saying. Um, and we just need to, our boys, our girls should be able to wear what they want, and boys just need to control themselves, is the onus of the article. And that is not anywhere taught in the Bible. So that's that's where I see this issue. Number. So we'll go to number two. I'm sorry I laid the weight of purity on a girl's swimsuit while she was swimming and not on the boy's responsibility not to be gross. I get where he's going with this in, in his article, but this is where a biblical mindset has to purvey and not what you want. The bottom line to our lives is not about us. And the bottom line here is if you read the article in its entirety, it's a pain to try to find a modest bathing suit. So I want my girl to wear whatever she wants to wear. That's basically the outcome of this article. You'll see that here in a minute. You have to understand the Bible. Second Timothy chapter two. I'm sorry. I apologize. First Timothy chapter two verses nine and 10 says, likewise, also that women should adorn themselves in respectful apparel with modesty and self-control, and not with braided hair and of gold or pearls or costly attire. Now, you say, well, is it, so it's a sin now for me to braid my hair? No, that's not where I'm going with this. The idea in the text here, if you have, this is once again, you have to understand the history of the Bible and you have to understand the history and the context. You have to look at this. Women in the church were living impure and self-centered lives. Once again, what I want to wear because I want to wear it. I want to do what I want to do because I want to do it. And so they were doing what they wanted to do because they wanted to do it. And it was a self-centered lifestyle. And that practice carried over into the worship services. Wear what I want to wear. Do what I want to do. Accomplish what I want to accomplish because Ultimately, it's about what I want and my freedom and my ability to do what I want to do. And so Timothy approaches this in the text and he says, listen, we'll start in verse 8 just for context as well. I desire then that in every place the man should pray, lifting up holy hands without anger or quarreling. So he addresses the men saying, listen, control yourselves. Don't be angry. Don't be quarrelsome. Don't be stupid. This is basically the, the idea in the text. And likewise, ladies. So he addresses the men first. And likewise, hey, listen, here's what you need to be doing. Adorn yourselves in respectful apparel with modesty and self-control. And so what this man is doing in this article is saying, I don't care what the Bible says. I'm sorry I laid the weight of purity on a girl's swimsuit. Well, actually, the Bible has something else to say about this. The Bible says, ladies, wear things that are respectful in, a, in appearance and modesty and have self-control. Like, so the onus here is, ladies, you do need to control yourselves. You do need to have a different look. And here's the problem in the world today is we don't like what the Bible tells us to do. I want to wear a two-piece bathing suit and show off cleavage and show off parts of my skin. 
Like, here's the thing. Your body, ladies, the way God created you, and those curves and those things, those are for your husband to see. It is not for the world to speculate or to, to spectate at. Your curves are not for another man to look at. And you say, well, wait a minute. What about the boys? They, they've got curves too sometimes. Well, I would say don't look at them as well. Um, okay, I'll just give you a case in point in my own household. Like, we love watching Marvel movies at my house. I love the Marvel films. And Thor is one of our favorite guys to watch. There's a couple scenes in there where Thor didn't have a shirt on. And you know what my wife does? My wife says, let's go ahead and fast forward past that. I don't want to watch that. My wife's self-controlled. And back to the idea in the first point where, where he says, I'm sorry I didn't teach my boys uh, to be self-controlled. There is a book that I read when I was a young man um, in high school and college called Every Man's Battle. And I don't think women are ever going to comprehend fully. And this, is, you know, and this may turn some of you off and that's okay. Uh, it's the truth. Men and women are just made different and women will never understand the level of visual lust that courses through a man's veins that they have to be. I mean, we gotta be, we have to be self-controlled. It's one of the fruits of the spirit, but you, you put a, you put a young man who is not trained in these things and you just carte blanche. Oh, I'm, I, I had a hard time finding a, a decent looking swimming suit for my girl. So, um, I'm just not gonna, I'm not gonna try like that's, I'll read that here in a second. Like that's basically what he's saying. And this is, this is a wrong mindset to have. Ladies, the scripture gives you a very clear um, command from God to dress modestly. And if, if this was, Timothy was addressing this because it was not only happening in the culture, it was then making its way into the worship service and it was causing disruption in the worship, worship services. Women were wearing attire that was seductive in nature, impure in nature, and it was disrupting the worship services. So God tells Timothy, tell the women to wear respectful clothing. So that's point number two. I just, I can't, it is a, it is an issue. There is a, there is a problem with women wearing um, clothing that's not pure. Point number three, I'm sorry to all the girls that frantically searched for an appropriate one piece so that some male youth pastor could deem them appropriate. So once again, now, now we're saying that leadership doesn't have the right to tell a female student what they can and can't wear or men. Cause guess what? I've done the same thing with men. If a boy comes to um, camp and he's got some sort of a shirt with some foul, nasty language on. I, take it off. You're not wearing it. If some boy has something on it that's inappropriate on a shirt. I'll tell him to take it off. I'm sorry to all the girls who frantically search for an appropriate one piece suit so that a male youth pastor could deem it appropriate. <sighs> so, and then he, he inserts his own personal story here. I accompanied my fiance and her daughter as they desperately looked for a cute one-piece suit that would be appropriate for camp. It was so hard and it sucked. So be that, and that's that's a quote. So because it sucked, 
that you had to do a little bit of searching, you now have changed your entire position and let them wear what they want to wear. No. No. That's not okay. You're once again, you're not living biblically. You're outside of the biblical narrative. You're, once again, your convenience and your own personal preferences are now at the forefront and you've pushed the word of God to the back burner because you don't want to listen to what God's word says because it's an inconvenience to try to find something in a sin-filled um, culture. Like, you can find stuff if you really want to. We, we find things that we want to find. You can find appropriate bathing suits. You can. Ladies, I'm going to quote... Likewise, also, women should adorn themselves in respectful apparel, with modesty and self-control. Now, so what do we need to do? Hmm, let me think about this. Do what the Word of God says. Dress modestly. Don't dress like someone that's going to arouse a man's visual lust. Don't do it. And, I, and I'm sorry that people think, well, that's just not responsible. That's not fair that I have to, as a woman, guard that. Well, God's, God's given this to you as a gift. Guard it. That gift is for your husband. The gift of your body is for your husband, not for every other man to look at and have nothing really to, to th- you know, there's, no, there's nothing left to the imagination. Uh, Nancy Lee DeMoss um said once, I think one of the most common thoughts that women have today when it comes to this matter of clothing is, I can't help if guys struggle morally because of what I wear. It's up to the guys to control their minds, and I shouldn't have to change the way I dress just because they can't control themselves. She then goes on and says, some men in the world, and even in the church world, are wicked. And they have wicked hearts and wicked intentions, and they will lust after a woman regardless of what you do to prevent it. So in this case of those men, why would you want to help them sin? Why would you want to put further temptations into their path? I mean, she's not wrong. If you consciously say, it's really, I can wear what I want and boys just need to control themselves, you are by essence, by, in essence... Uh, being a a stumbling block, willingly being a stumbling block, wearing things that you know are going to cause a man to lust. Uh, it, it just, um, and because it's a pain to try to find something that is modest, this guy is in essence saying, you know, <laughs> it sucked and I hated doing it, so girls should be able to wear what they want. Jesus said in Luke chapter 17, verse 1, it is inevitable that stumbling blocks should come. So hear that. It's inevitable that stumbling blocks are going to come. But woe to those who through them they do come. Did you catch that word? Woe. Woe to the one through whom they do come. Yeah. And listen, he's talking to his disciples. He says, listen, temptations to sin are sure to come. They're going to be there. There's going to be somebody that's dressed inappropriately. But woe, curse to the one whom they do come. So this point number four here, or I'm, I'm sorry, this point number three, I'm sorry to all the girls who frantically had to search for a nice bathing suit that wouldn't cause someone to stumble. It sucked. 
Jesus says, listen, yeah, temptations are going to come, but woe to those who do bring those temptations. So if you're like, you know what? I don't want to have to try to find a decent swimsuit, so I'm going to wear what I want. And it does cause someone to lust. The responsibility is on you. The text just, Luke chapter 17, verse 1 says, woe to the one who brings that lust. Woe to the one who brings that temptation. So, once again, this is why it's important that we know our Bibles. All right, point number four. I'm sorry that we have deemed a young woman's body as something that needs to be covered and let young men's bodies be okay to be seen. Okay, so on this one, bottom line is, for the most part, and you're you're going to have variances of this, but as a whole, women do not have a problem lusting after a man's body. When I walk into my house and I, even before I gained weight and, and you know, in my married state, I I, I didn't walk in the house and, and rip my shirt off and, and Jamie was like, oh my gosh, you're so attractive. It was the soft touches. It was the kind words. It was me doing the dishes that got my wife excited for things in the bedroom. Now, me on the other hand, she just walks in and like the the shoulder of her dress falls to the side. I'm ready to rock and roll. Um, but men and women are distinctly different in their approach to lust, sex, and the physical nature of things. Women do not have a brain that is wired in such a way to be a visual a visual creature. Um, Mark Gunger, who is a Christian pastor and Christian pa- uh, uh, counselor, has this this um, marriage seminar called Laugh Your Way Through Marriage. And he talks about the differences between men and women and how men's brains are set up and how women's brains are. And it's 100% accurate. Men's brains are separated into boxes and each box has its own distinct um, identity. And there's certain things that we that you, you talk about only in a man's brain, uh, just because that's just how we work. We're, we're compartmentalization, uh, brains, or we have compartmentalization type brains, women's brains, everything's connected. And and one of the things that he says is that, that, um, men are visual creatures. Men are, are engaged through visuals. And that is not the case for women. Uh, just the way women's brains are, are set up. Women have a desire to to, to feel the emotion, to, to feel the love, not just to see um, something. Men are completely different. And that's, uh, God designed men and women differently. We're designed by God to be visual creatures. Now, insert the fall, that causes problems on both sides of the coin, where you got men who struggle with lust. And you're going to have women who are emotionally manipulative. Manipulative. Uh, you've got uh, th- different things like that that are going to take place inside of uh, relationships, and so there's going to be the fall that that is that is problematic in the middle of all of that. Um, so, for this man to say that um, I'm sorry that we've made it about a woman's body and a, a woman's body should be covered up and a man shouldn't. Women don't struggle the way men do. And women will never understand this. This is one of the things that women will never grasp and never get a hold of in their minds because they don't understand how a man's brain works. I would really point you towards listening to Mark Gunger's 
uh, message on two, the, the, the tale of two brains. Um, great message. Um, I might even link it in the bottom of this podcast. Just it's funny and it's interactive and it tells the difference between men's brains and women's brains. Um, and he's got science to back it up, but he's also humorous in his delivery. And the last thing I'm going to say on this is most men's swimming suits are shorts. They're just, it's wearing a shorts without a shirt on for guys. If a guy ever showed up in like a Speedo or something like that, I would immediately shut that down and say, he can't wear that. That's inappropriate. He just, he just couldn't because it's not right. Um, men's bathing suits and women's bathing suits are completely two different scenarios. Men's bathing suits don't reveal things that they shouldn't reveal. It just, I mean, they just don't. And if a guy ever wore something that did reveal things that were inappropriate, I'd shut that down in a heartbeat. Um, women's bathing suits reveal things that shouldn't be revealed constantly if they're not appropriately put together. There are certain laws in place in the country we live in. If a woman walks down the street without her shirt on, she would be arrested for public nudity. Because by design, because God made a woman differently, we are to treasure a woman's body and not throw it on display for everybody to see. It, it just, like, you're not, you know by nature that a woman walking around without her shirt on is a problem. And if you ask most women this thing, this question, they say, yeah, absolutely not. She should not have her breasts exposed. Even most women, you're going to occasionally have a, a woman that's going to be like, no, I think a woman should be able to walk around with her shirt off. That's going to be problematic. Uh, it just is. Because God's made us differently. We ha- This is where we have to understand the differences between men and women and God creating them differently. All right, so that's his point number four. Um, that one went a little long, but uh, I just I just think it's it's we're made differently. Point number five. I am sorry I ever let this become an issue in discussions, usually led by men at a youth leaders meeting. This must have been awful for my female leaders and students to be a part of. That you let what be a discussion, the the bathing suit thing. All right, so here's what I want to do. I want to bring in a perspective from a woman who is my wife, but she is also, she's not a kowtowing uh, woman that that just, you know, oh, I better listen to my husband or he's going to be mad at me. My, my wife is very independent in her thinking, and I, that's okay with me. I want you to hear her perspective of what she thinks. Is this, is this a problem? that this gets brought up by male leadership that women should wear a modest bathing suit. Okay, Jamie, is this a problem? So the discussion about bathing suits in front of women, is that what? Yeah, if you have a discussion if you have a discussion with your youth saying, "Ladies, you need to dress modestly." Okay, so I what I don't think that's a problem. I would love that the men were trying to um, set us aside or to, to, I don't know how to say this, that they would, um, it's like a protection thing, that they would want to be protecting me and they would want to be protecting our girls and hold, you know, esteeming them 
above themselves. They would want to have them not be looked at as an object of somebody's. So do you think that saying, hey, you can wear a two-piece bathing suit is not a protection? And why? Um, so, honestly, I don't have a problem with two pieces. I have a problem with, I mean, because you can find a really modest one that has a really high-waisted bottom and a top that covers your whole chest. And I'm not, I'm actually okay with a little bit of tummy showing. That's never bothered me. Yeah. Um, but a, a bikini bottom that shows half your booty cheeks or a bikini top that lets your chest spill out. I feel like that's degrading yourself and a man, um, that wants to see you like that without, I don't know. I just, I think that a group of men sitting around talking about that in a, in a meeting is actually they're protect they're trying to they care about the young girls and the women and they're trying to protect them from being viewed as an object. That's why I wanted to bring her in because I knew she could give a perspective on this that I would not have. So he, the last thing that he says in this article is not a point. He just says I'm still a fan of no produce rules, no buns, no bananas, no breasts need to be exposed. But why are stomachs so oversexualized? Um, I, I don't. I mean, maybe I'm, you know, I'm a, since we're in America, I, I don't think they're oversexualized. But one of the problems I hear when he, what he writes here, he goes, what's so sinful with a little cleavage? Sin begins in the mind. That That's, I mean, the scripture is over and over again that the mind is the battlefield. And if you have, in a, in, in especially in men, you see it and you think about it. And so if I, if I if 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 a man sees cleavage and it's just exposed constantly in front of him, he's going to think about that kind of stuff. And yes, this is where self-control comes into play, but also women don't help a man jump into a sin. Like don't don't be aiding and abetting. You will be guilty of aiding and abetting. How can I say that? Luke chapter 17 verse 1. The one who brings the temptation to the table is the one who's actually responsible for it. Now, is he going to be held responsible for his part of it? Absolutely. But you're going to be held responsible for your part of it. So you have to go back to this idea. I'm going to put no unclean thing before my eyes. And I'm not going to be a person that presents something that's unclean before somebody else's eyes. Habakkuk 2.15 says, Woe to him who gives his neighbor drink. That That is a strong drink. So, I mean, the onus is on the neighbor. The responsibility is not on the guy who gets drunk in Habakkuk 2.15. It says, Woe to him who gives his neighbor drink that he puts into a bottle to him and makes him drunk also that you may look on his nakedness. So the idea is, woe Woe to the neighbor who gives him something in order to cause him to stumble. If you knew your neighbor struggled with alcoholism, you wouldn't give him a drink of alcohol. If you knew your neighbor struggled with drug addiction, you wouldn't hand him some weed to smoke or or meth to, to shoot up. You'd be like, okay, I'm going to do my best to make sure that neighbor is taken care of. This is loving your neighbor. And if men struggle with lust, ladies, don't 
openly have lustful clothing put on your body. If you know that it's going to cause a problem, then don't wear it. If you if you if there's a question in your mind, man, is this a problem? You probably shouldn't do it. So this article just I just I struggle on this. Um he says, so I'm sorry to all the students, especially females, that we subjected to our rules. I'm sorry to my female students as they desperately tried to search for swimsuits in the days leading to camp. I am sorry if you felt sexualized by us telling you to cover up. That's... What? Like, that mindset is not even appropriate. Like, that's not even a clear, rational thought. I'm sorry if you felt sexualized because we gave you a rule that said cover up. No, that's... No. Uh Uh-uh. Nope. I'm sorry if I didn't teach boys to be men. Now, I'll own that one. If he didn't didn't do that, man, he should repent. He should be teaching his men to be self-controlled and act like men who are godly and that pursue righteousness. Um, And I'm sorry I laid that responsibility on young women. (sighs) Female students, wear a swimsuit that lets you have fun. That's that's where he lands? What's your definition? Her definition of fun and my definition of fun may be two different definitions. Her definition of fun and God's de- definition of fun may be two different. Like, that's so open-ended and liberal and progressive. This is the problem in the Christian world today, is we have yahoos that are leading student ministries like this guy, who have no biblical foundations for morals whatsoever, just wear whatever you think is fun. Men, men, male students, stop being disgusting and control yourself. Ladies, have fun and wear whatever you want. But guys, control yourselves. Oh, man, this is not right. This guy is wrong and he is out of line and he is not in step with a biblical worldview. But this is the world we live in in Christendom today is no one has a biblical worldview in most churches. It's Katie, bar the door and do whatever the heck you want to do and live any way you want to live. You don't have, you don't have to worry about sin. Sin's, once again, he never addressed sin once in this article. He, the bottom line is, what's fun? Oh, this, and this is what people are, like this, this article is going viral. People saying, this guy is so good. This guy is not so good. He is absolutely wrong. And he does not stand, he has not one leg standing on biblical truth. Everything that he did in the article was based not on biblical principles or biblical worldviews. He doesn't even use scripture. He, everything is a personal preference. And I'm sorry that we made girls feel sexualized. That is a twisted mentality to think that by a church leader saying, hey, we want ladies to be modest in their dress to now make it be that we're trying to sexualize them. No, we're actually trying to protect them and value them. And we're not trying to let boys just run and do whatever they want. They are to have a standard of holiness as well. But we don't excuse it and say, girls, just have a good time. Have Wear what you think is fun. That is not okay. Not okay whatsoever. Um not a biblical article. This is a personal preference and a progressive Christian article, not a biblical article whatsoever.
this is why I I sound the alarm constantly with that we need churches, we need youth pastors that are pursuing the Word of God, that know the Word of God, that study the Word of God, that read the Word of God. We need leaders in the church who are biblical in their approach, gospel-centered biblical approach to everything. And that is how you're going to have a transformed worldview and a righteous lifestyle. All right, guys. Love y'all. Have a great week. You guys need to check out my friends at Outpost Coffee. They have an incredible caffeinated beverage that will not let you down. The warmer weather is here with spring. Go get yourself a cold false trail or a warm vanilla latte. Like, you can't beat it. I mean, if you don't like the fancy stuff, just grab yourself a house drip. You can't beat it. Check these guys out at outpostcoffeeco.com. That's outpostcoffeeco.com.